Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's at the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Belatedly Merry Christmas or Early Happy New Year. Hopefully you're all having a great holiday season. This is show number 227. Am I correct on that? 226. Yeah. <laughs> 226. And we have a busy show, so away we go with the agenda. All right. Well, I hope everybody, as Perry said, had a nice holiday and ours was quiet. You know, no, nothing uh, too exciting. I did miss a lot of football on Saturday because we went out to dinner with uh, Kathy's sister. And then we uh, were listening to Christmas music and watching It's a Wonderful Life. So you guys will have to fill me in on some of it. saw about the first half of the first games at 1 o'clock. But then I was gone for pretty much the rest of the day just asking for a score. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, for my panel, we, of course, are going to do our panels. And I'm going to talk a little bit about golf. The Masters made an announcement. And an obituary that's important to us locally. Locally, as Denny Doyle died, who played a big role in the Red Sox 75 uh, pennant. Then we uh, are going to go to the NFL. Then we're going to do our fearless college football predictions on playoff games on Saturday. Then we'll do baseball, NBA, and NHL. So as far as the panel is concerned, the Masters will allow any golfer to play who's qualified, whether they were on the Live Tour or not. So that would be include like 15 players. So that's good. I think everybody wants to see everybody play in a tournament like that. So, you know, people could care less about the inter-battles uh, of golf, you know. Uh, Denny Doyle, we need to talk about him. 78 years old, second baseman. Came up with the Phillies from 70 through 73. Then California Angels, 74 to 75. Came to the Red Sox from 75 through 77. He was a light hitter. He had 250 with 16 home runs. Good defensive player. But with the Red Sox, they got him on June 14th. He played in 89 games, hit 310. And, uh, you know, that was pretty good. And then hit safely in nine of the ten postseason games the Red Sox were in. And in all seven of the World Series games, he was the only player with all those Reds and Red Sox hitters to hit safely in all all seven games. So he's one of the those guys who was in the right place at the right time and had his career year here. And it was a big help to the Red Sox because they were in a close battle with Baltimore and the Yankees. And he was the difference, I think. Uh, he and Brian, his brother, who's also a former player with the Yankees and Royals, started a baseball academy in Florida. And, uh, you know, they, they were doing that. So, uh, you know, that, that was his uh, name to fame. Larry Boa had a lot of nice comments on him, uh, his old Philly teammate. And Fred Lynn did, too. So, and we're going to – next week we're going to do Kathy Whitworth, uh, arguably the all-time LPGA player, died this week at 83 years old. And we'll talk about her next week when we have more time because we've got to do, do some other obituaries. Well, the Patriots are seven and eight, and uh, when I left, it was fifteen to nothing. Then I guess it got to be twenty-two to nothing. They made it twenty-two to eighteen, but they fumbled on the five-yard line, and that was it. So they lost the game. However, the Patriots, if they win both games, and that's a tall order because they got to beat Miami here and Buffalo, and Buffalo would be able to get into the playoff by themselves. They don't need any help from anybody because they would have the division. And it might record. be a two-less Miami, Chris. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know about He's that. He's in concussion protocol, okay. so you may have, that may okay. help you a little bit. That's a, yeah. that's a good uh, chance, although it's going to be kind of warm. It's going to be rainy, but it's going to be kind of warm, so Miami won't have to deal with that. But they, at 7 and 8, still have a chance to get in. So this is uh, always setting up for a dramatic flop. Uh, that's what I would imagine will happen. Happen, happen. Anyway, the Celtics got back on their winning ways. They had lost five out of six, including to Bills, Indiana Patriots Wednesday night, and then uh, but then they beat the uh, Timberwolves on Friday and clobbered the Bucks on Sunday. So they're kind of back going again, twenty-four and ten. And uh, and the Bruins, uh, they said in the Globe the other day, they're twenty-seven, four and two, and for thirty-three games, that's the best start of all time. And remember, their all time goes back to like nineteen twenty-five. So that's pretty impressive, even better than the 70-71 Bruins, who had the best regular season record I ever remember. So the Bruins are going well. Red Sox, we're not talking about them because they're not doing anything. Anyway, um, we now have Rick, our host to be named later. Hello. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, the uh, the Giants, <laughs> you go into a team that's you know on the road to a team that's 11-3 and you lose on a 61-yard field goal. I don't think you can really complain. But the uh, the funny thing is we, we were talking before the show and I was saying that this is the third time in the last few years the Giants have lost a last sec- on a last-second 60-plus-yard field goal. But this one and a couple years ago, Jake Elliott from the Eagles in his second game beat them on a 60, I think it was 63 yards. And then four or five years ago, um, ironically enough, they were beaten by Carolina on a 60-plus yard field goal by Graham Gano, who was their kicker now. Mm-hmm. So we got, you know, I think we'll do, some, you know, maybe maybe in the playoff game we'll, we'll win one by somebody shanking a short one. That would be mm-hmm. some good payback. Um, yeah, it's going to be going to be warm this this weekend, which is good. It was cold this weekend over Christmas, but you know, nothing. The rest of the country hasn't gone through. We probably had it pretty good. We did. Uh, yeah, not much. Denny Doyle, he was he was a good steady ball player. You know, it's just a you could depend on him, and and you know, not spectacular, but you need guys like that if you're going to win a championship or go far. Uh, that's about all I have. What's up with you, Perry? Well, we did get that. Uh, brutal cold this weekend it was below zero the whole weekend and uh with a couple inches of snow but not much so we can't complain about that really but you know when you're below zero you do complain about that uh, hmm. that is and it wasn't just below it was like you know 10 15 so not good but um we're, the hawkeyes are getting prepared for their music city bowl game on saturday and uh, all their players that are that are still there are playing so that's good uh, maybe that'll give him some help. <laughs> the quarterback, I don't think, has ever played. So, uh, but he he's gonna have to this week because the one quarterback hurt, the other one's in the portal, and of course the one you got out of the portal can't play until next year. So we'll see how they do on Saturday. Uh, I guess the one thing I would say, Rick, at least with the Giants, you guys have a chance to go to the playoffs. Uh, Rams are not going to the playoffs this year at all. I'm glad we got the Super Bowl earlier this year, but no playoffs this year at all. So, uh, and uh, yeah, well, I guess we're in if we can Bill. if we can beat Nick Foles this week. Yeah. <laughs> and, speaking, yeah. and speaking of Nick Foles, um, it, Bill, it just continues. You can't even say anything. If you can't beat Nick Foles and the Colts, then maybe you don't need to be in the playoffs. That's true. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. And unfortunately, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for the Colts. I don't know. You just can't keep going back and getting quarterbacks that have been recycled. There's nothing wrong with Matt Ryan but time. Yep. You know, Carson Wentz, that was a different story, but that cost Frank Wright his job, and he also brought in Nick Foles. So that's a double whammy for as part of the reason as to why he got 
fired. That's just part of the reason. Do you think, though, that Foles might have been a little better if Reich would have been there? Maybe he'd have called better plays for him? Or, you know, that even a... Well, maybe, but what, I mean, calling the plays, does that mean he throws it to the other team three times? No, that would... That would, would, would that have stopped that? No. You know, they're playing without Jonathan Taylor, and that happens to a lot of teams. They don't have their stars in, but it, it doesn't really matter. When you're bad, you're bad. And they're talking about bringing... Chris Ballard back again. I mean, hey, he's had six years and he's not constructed anything. So why do you think number seven? And look at this year. So we'll see. Pacers are up and down. One night good, one night bad. But they're going to be okay in a year or two. Maybe not this year. They just got a big lead on Boston and it was too hard for the Celtics to come back. Though they almost did. So that's really what I've got to say. And take it away, Robert. Well, thank you, Bill, and I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, uh, we had another important death in Boston on Friday. Judge Jerry Ross in Nevada, who uh, judged 225 world title fights, shoved several other fights. He died at the age 83, I believe it was. Um, they didn't list the cause of death, but uh, we've had three consecutive deaths, three consecutive weeks of boxing with Mills Wayne and Steve Smoker and now Jerry Ross. So. Glad I didn't referee any fights. I'd be worried about my safety. Yeah. No, oh, uh, God. No, he was a very good judge, though. He, uh, he judged a lot of important fights. So, Other than that, my Raiders are, you can stick a fork in them, although the paper indicates they're still alive with playoff. But when you lose in nine games, you don't deserve being playoff. And it looks like the rumors you guys were talking about are true as far as Derek Carr is concerned because uh, the head coach was so disgusted after Saturday night game, he indicated he may not play Carr the rest of the year um, because he said both the Rams game and Steeler game, we both we should have won. And he blamed both of those lots strictly on Carr. So, and they, they have to make a decision uh, three days after the Super Bowl whether they're going to guarantee his $40 million salary next year. So uh, it looks like they're going to cut him loose from what I'm hearing from people out of Vegas. So it looks like the Tom Brady rumors may be accurate. He didn't play much better on Sunday. I don't think no. they are. <laughs> I, and as a Raider fan, I'm not looking forward to that if that's the case. Anyway, Sean, what do you got in Texas? Cause that, that, there's well, a lot of Brady depression. Anyway. Well, well, we got the Alamo Bowl coming up. Thursday night, yeah, Texas and Washington. Uh, it'll, now, there has only been one matchup of two ranked teams in the bowl game so far. This will be the second matchup of two rankings, 12 and 22, with Washington and Texas. So, got that looking forward to. Also, J.J. Uh, Watt announced his retirement at the end of the season. He's had a heart condition. So, remember, he was with Houston for many years and then uh, played now with Arizona. He helped a lot of people during Hurricane Harvey and did a lot of stuff for the, you know, the community during that and raised a lot of funds when he was in Houston. Very well-loved. They One of your top most well-loved athletes out of Houston. You know, Well-liked and probably that Mount Rushmore of Houston sports Athletes. Although Houston had a lot of them, you know, Carl Lewis, Earl Campbell, Elijah Mary Lou Retton. So they've had a few, and he's up, Nolan Ryan, but he's up there. Uh, also, uh, well, if you want to go ahead and, and chime in any time throughout the week, if you're listening on the podcast, remember you can leave us a message, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net, or, or you can send 
800-693-0595, option two, or 773-572-7715, hit pound key, leave us a message. And if you want to come in on Zoom anytime throughout the week or throughout the show, if you're listening live, download the app or dial 646-876-9923 and then enter code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key on your phone, on your computer, or your app you do not have to you know the star nine raises your hand on the phone alt y on the computer the more key on the app you know so hey and if you want the bowl schedule 773-572-6353 is where you go to get that and hit nine to fast forward through the bowls that already happened you know and then you miss one hit seven and you can go back but you know and then when you dial in just hang up when you get to whatever day of bowls you want to hear call back on the same number and you hear that but let's get to the christmas nfl happenings and there was a lot of craziness that went on this week so here we go well the first game was uh not good for the jets jacksonville 19 and the jets three jacksonville is one of the most uh, freaky teams this year i mean they lost six in a row at one time they're now seven and eight they have a chance to control their own destiny if they win their last games or especially if they beat tennessee they're going to get in as a division champion and uh, you know they trevor lawrence has come along but the jets are a mess they they had uh finally chris Trevler came in and uh, you know because uh, uh zach wilson was doing nothing and uh, really it was ridiculous i mean it was raining but it was raining for both teams and uh, jacksonville uh, just uh, really you know beat on the jet pretty badly ironically ironically there was a bowl game going on at the same time and it was 46 degrees in new york and it was 13 degrees in fort worth for the air force and baylor game so, yeah. there you go yeah, yeah I, I guess though so, uh speaking of the jets it sounds like mike white will be active on sunday and zach wilson yes. will be inactive okay so Trevor yeah. will be the backup i guess I'm say, right? zach, well, no um no um flacco's going to be the backup oh, flacco is? But, okay yeah but um yeah, I think Wilson. You won't see him again this year for the Jets. That's sure. And um, and look, you know, even considering the weather, Lawrence looks real good. He's really coming along, looking good lately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Buffalo beat Chicago uh, 35 to 13. And like, I, I know early the Bears were giving him a battle, and again, I left, so I don't know what happened, but uh, seems like they just uh, wore them down and pulled away. Buffalo yeah, woke up. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Justin Fields. He went, he didn't couldn't get his running, you know, him running himself couldn't get it going at all Sunday. Yeah, I know it was very cold there, but uh, yeah. whatever. Now this is one that uh, mystified me because I think the Browns were ahead like ten to nothing when I left, and New Orleans beat Cleveland seventeen to ten. So they, I don't know what happened in yeah. that game. They've done that a bunch this week, this season. You think about it, they've had they've been down, and all of a sudden they've come back. They've done that a few times. So yeah, yeah. yeah. keep their division dreams alive. And you would have thought, and you would have thought the Browns would have been better in that game because of the you know they were more mm-hmm. equipped to play in that weather. Well, yeah. looking at the Globe uh, uh, standings, it looks like the Browns were eliminated. So you know if they didn't list yeah. them in the playoff picture, so I guess yeah. they're out. Uh, it's hard to figure out when you know six and nine how you'd get in anyway. But yeah. you, you know, but uh, the right combination can't work for the Browns. It can work for others. Uh, I guess Houston over Tennessee, nineteen to fourteen. Houston continues to play well. And uh, they're yeah. probably not going to give up that first draft choice or anything, but they're they're playing well. Did they alternate the quarterbacks again? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, a little bit. Davis Mills played most of the game, but Tristel came yeah. in for a few plays. Yeah. Okay. And apparently that guy, uh, what's his name for the uh, Malik, uh, Malik Willis did not look Malik Willis Willis did not get anything. No. Done. No. Okay. Kansas City has expected beat Seattle twenty-four to ten. Sounded like it was kind of a ho-hum game. They added it, it was. when I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was. was. <laughs> yeah, Seattle, of course, has lost. There have been some big winning and losing streaks in this league this year. I think Seattle yeah. lost three or four in a row now. So uh, you know they're now in the mix of the seven and eight teams, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Minnesota beat the 
Giants 27-24. And I knew it was back and forth when I left, and I didn't realize until just now uh, when we were talking about the 60-yard field goal that the Giants lost on. But, you know, if the Giants had to go in there for a playoff game, uh, you know, you don't know where they'd be going, San Francisco or Minnesota. But at least they have uh, good confidence going in if they do have to go there again. Yeah, I, I wouldn't right, count the kicker, I mean, And the kicker for the Vikings, uh, the kicker of the Vikings is Greg Joseph, is who hit the 61-yard field goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And they but right now, actually, the Giants in one score games this year are pretty good. They're they're eight and three. But the Vikings in one score games are eleven and zero. Wow. Mm. Okay. And Cincinnati beat the Patriots. Paul was much and Paul was much happier Chris, this week than last week. <laughs> yeah, I bet he was. <laughs> yeah, he must have gone crazy. Cincinnati beat the Patriots twenty-two to eighteen. I heard the end of that game, uh, you know, because I was asking, and uh, uh, Kathy's sister was giving me the score on her iPhone and stuff. It was very quiet. We we're in the ninety-nine restaurant, which is our chain restaurant. You know, has a bar. Nobody's making any noise. They were there. They must have said, "I'm going to come watch the game." You know, whatever. But nobody was yelling and screaming or whatever. I don't think anybody has any faith in these comebacks with the Patriots now. And of course, Stevens did fumble on the five-yard line. So there you go. And on that fumble, they when they were chasing down the guy who recovered the fumble, um, Matt Jones. Got, well, they, I don't think he got a penalty in the game. No. But afterwards, they decided that he he used his leg to either trip a player or maybe even kind of kick him in a place where he shouldn't kick someone. Right. And he's under yeah. inve- and he's under investigation by the league. I mean, that, there's not going to be a suspension or anything, but there very well could be a fine. And this is not the the first time he's been accused of somewhat dirty playing. But. Okay. Uh, Carolina beat Detroit 37-23. This one surprised me. The day that Carolina yes. scored 37 yeah. points. I don't know. I'm not saying the Lions have a great defense. They don't. But, I mean, I, I am amazed that this has happened. I mean, is Darnold actually figuring something out with the team? No. It's The, the funny thing is Detroit lately, they, their one defense lately has been very good. They, they still have a bad pass defense. Well, the Panthers this week rushed for 320 yards. Wow. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they're still in, still in the divisional hunt. Uh, Baltimore beat Atlanta 17-9, to and I guess, now it's funny, last night they were saying, and I hadn't really thought about the Chargers, but they were saying, um, on the, I was listening to the Charger broadcast, and they were saying mm. if the uh, Chargers won, they would get in the playoffs. Well, that must mean Baltimore's in the playoffs, because they're a game ahead of the Chargers, so. Guess oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that Baltimore was in. You know, the funny thing I was thinking about, I had heard that Baltimore was in, I haven't heard that Cincinnati's in, but they must be. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, ba- uh, Baltimore is uh, in, Cincinnati yeah, I, is in, and the Chargers are yeah. in. Right, yeah, so the only yeah. Up for There's only one spot. Seven, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Baltimore beat. So seventeen and nine. Huntley didn't sound like he was doing a whole lot. They were driving and kicking field goals and stuff when I was here. So that's about yeah. all I know about it. Yeah, that's all. It was. Yeah. And Atlanta got eliminated too. So uh, they were not on the Globe uh, playoff picture. So San Francisco beat Washington thirty-seven to twenty. And again, uh, I guess that, I don't know how that game went, but maybe if you're the Commanders, you got to think, well, if we have to go to San Francisco, we, we could at least play with these guys. It was it was pretty close in the first half, and the 49ers pulled away in the second half. And in fact, they pulled away to the point that they benched Heineke and brought in uh, Carson Wentz. And they're saying that yeah. Carson Wentz may start this week. Why? Yeah, I think he's supposed to make a decision tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're playing the Browns. This is still in a, you know, they got to get this done. They're, they're right on the verge of yeah. getting into the playoffs. They, get, they need, I don't know if it's like the Giants with the one win and they're in, but it's pretty much. They just need to win another game and they should be in good shape. Well, there are uh, people that say Heineke is pretty reckless on the field with some of his throws. Yeah, well, that's yeah. true. And they were taught, yeah, they were kind of on the Giants game on uh, last, the week ago there. They were kind of talking about that, that he might throw one to you. Uh, Dallas beat Philadelphia 40 to 30. For so much for resting everybody. I guess Prescott played and everybody played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dallas yeah, kind of got Dallas kind of got lucky in this game though because Prescott threw yeah. a pick six and and all that and and you would have thought with a, a banged up quarterback and Menchu having to play, you would have thought Dallas would have 
you know, maybe won this game a little more handily than they did, but uh, they didn't. They, uh, the Eagles oh, hung no. right in there. Yeah, they were. They were down to like the 12-yard line at the end of the game. They, they could have won yeah. the game. Yeah, huh. yeah they could have. Huh. Okay. In a game reminiscent of the Immaculate Conception, uh, Reception, uh, we had, <laughs> I did that last week. Pittsburgh, uh, it's my Catholic training, just won't go away. Pittsburgh yeah. beat uh, Las Vegas 13-10. to 10. They got the 13 points again. They did the touchdown like the last minute. Picket to Pickens, the uh, new, yeah. uh, and I like that. I like the sound of that anyway. And, uh, you know, I, I heard like the last three or four minutes, and I just knew the Steelers were going to win that game. You just had a feeling they were going to do it. And uh, I don't know how, I don't know how as, as good a player as he is, and Robert, I don't know, maybe you can shed some light on this, but as good a player as Devontae Adams is, how can he have, and he has a few of them, a game like Saturday night where he had two catches for 15 yards. Well, Rick, uh, uh, as the coach said in yesterday's press conference, it all comes down to Derek Carr. Yeah, and I guess. He's very unhappy with Derek Carr, and they're seriously considering, uh, you know, cutting him loose before his contract becomes, uh, you know, guaranteed next year. And they may not play him the last two games of this year because of the fact that if he gets injured, everything is guaranteed next year. Right. And well, look, now, I was listening. Yeah. I was listening on Westwood One, and, and it was Ross Tucker and some guy named Mike Watts with the play-by-play man. There were yeah, some of those heard balls. Of the guy. There are some of those balls. You could say some of it was Carr, but Adams had some drops too. So I mean, he yeah, he did. Yeah. Shouldn't be he shouldn't be completely off the hook. Well, Adams, uh, they were saying, and Zolak was talking about this during the Patriots game that uh, they really didn't. He said, "Why are you throwing to these other guys when you got Adams? You know, you're not even trying yeah. to get it to Adams." And yeah. not that the Patriots have a great defensive backfield, so it's not like they were necessarily shutting him down. It's just he wasn't throwing to him. And, yeah, and I wonder. And, and Josh Jacobs is competing for the Russian title, and he was thoroughly disgusted. He only had 15 carries for what, 44 yards. You know, he basically said at the end of the game, he said, uh, look, I'm going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I'm definitely not going to be here if they're going to treat me like this. I'm going for the Russian title, you know. Oh, well, we need an offensive yeah. coordinator. Maybe Josh will come back. Who knows? And I was, I'm was, i wondering when, when you see teams like the Raiders, you know, with maybe benching Carr and the Colts going to Foles, you know, do some of these teams late in the season start looking at that? draft position yeah yes i think so yep they did yep, they do they are green bay beat the miami is uh, they have done this before and i can't give you a chapter and verse rick but i know you know what i'm talking about there have been many yeah. years where the dolphins have been on the verge of getting in the playoffs and they've pulled an el foldo here and they were ahead 20 to 10 at halftime in this game and they end up losing 26 yeah. to 20 and they've now lost four in a row they've made it now that they i mean hey they still win they get in basically i mean you know people it's going to be hard for a lot of these teams to get nine wins yeah. but you know they, they're making it difficult on themselves yeah i mean and four two, weeks ago they looked like they were one of the best teams in the conference and now we right. know two may not two may not we may have seen the last of him this year I mean, we may have yeah and he's touching protocol that you know yeah yeah, yeah. Forget, who, who's that who, who's that backup again um uh bridgewater teddy bridgewater, bridgewater. right yeah, yeah. Teddy bridgewater. And he, yeah. but may have not hold on hold on tia two or three three picks in the fourth quarter and and a lot of those picks were like what is he doing Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe the concussion was was you know affecting him. Then it was just last week of possessions. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking we may have not just seen the last two for this year. I mean, like, three concussion protocols in one yeah. season. I'm yeah. wondering is he done? Is his career possibly done? I'm wondering. I've heard quite yeah. a few people say I'm I'm worried about this guy's you know health you know going forward. Yeah. 
I've heard that multiple people kiss. Well, you if know? you want to go out and get fired early, you can play the Ram on uh, on national television, <laughs> Nickelodeon and everything, and lose 51 to... Children shouldn't have been watching this. No. Lose no. 51 to 14. No. And that took care of Nathaniel Hackaday and brought in yeah. uh, his time manager there, Jerry Rossner, to finish up the season. And, uh, you know, if you wanted to be home for New Year's Eve or something, that, that's a good way to do it. Boy, they... they well, and, and of course, then you had Randy Gregory uh, punching somebody after the game. And, well, and then you so had the they're, fight. Think, you they're, had thinking the fight that, they're thinking that uh, Hackett had just lost control of the team. And yeah. you, you had the fight between Brent Rippon and the offensive lineman, yeah. where, the off- yeah. where Rippon, Rippon started saying, you're not doing a yeah. good enough job sacking Russell Wilson, and he goes and looks at him and goes, well, at least we're on the field. You're just holding the clipboard, and it kind of got a little <laughs> ugly there. <laughs> and this is a team that's not tagging me, because they don't have their draft picks. Right. And, yeah. and I, I also heard that they offered the they offered the head, you know, the interim coaching job to the defensive coordinator, and he said, no, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay beat Arizona in 1960. Another Tom Brady comeback, such as it was. And, uh, again, with that fumble, uh, helped set it up. But, um, you know, they won it in overtime. And uh, Tampa was behind 16-6. to six. And, uh, you know, they really were doing nothing. I mean, I listened to the second half of that game with the Tampa Bay announcers, and they were – they weren't moving the ball at all, and you know it isn't. It, it's not Tom Brady. It just doesn't seem like Tom Brady is out there. Same with yeah, no offensive line left. Uh, right. I wonder uh, if I wonder. We keep hearing about Brady to the Raiders and this and this. You wonder though if this might be because he said the next time he announces his retirement, it's final. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see what he does. And the last game uh, we talked about it a little before with the Chargers beating the Colts twenty to three and getting themselves in the playoffs. And Nick Foles threw the three interceptions and. You know, you know, it's, it's just uh, the Colts go from bad to worse. And, you know, you can say, well, the Vikings, at least they played a good first half. They didn't play a good anything this time. This was back to the way they looked when uh, they played the Patriots a few, a few weeks ago. So I'll tell you, that those last five games of the of the week, starting with Saturday night, except for the Green Bay-Miami game, they were pretty boring double games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, they were. Okay, so the standing. So what did what did we accomplish? Well, we eliminated Cleveland and Atlanta. That's all we did. <laughs> AFC East: Buffalo twelve and three, Miami eight and seven, Patriots seven and eight. As I told you, they control their destiny. Jets seven and eight. AFC North: Cincinnati eleven and four, Baltimore ten and five, Pittsburgh seven and eight, Cleveland uh, six and nine, AFC South: Jacksonville seven and eight, Tennessee seven and eight. So now they've got first place, so all they need to do is win, and they're in. Indianapolis, 4-10-1, and, and Houston, 2-12-1. and one. AFC West, Kansas City, 12-3. and three. The Chargers are 9-6. and six. Uh, The Raiders are 6-9, and nine, and Denver is 4-11. and 11. In the NFC, we have Philadelphia at 13-2, and two, Dallas at 11-4. and four. The Giants are at 8-6-1, uh, Washington 7-7-1, seven, seven and one. NFC North, Minnesota 12-3, and three. Detroit 7-8, and eight. Green Bay 7-8, and eight. And Chicago three and twelve. NFC South, we have Tampa at seven and eight. Carolina six and nine. New Orleans six and nine. Finally, Falcons out at five and ten. And in the West, San Francisco eleven and four. Seattle seven and eight. The Rams are five and ten. And Arizona four and eleven. So the seeding right now, and they try to put them in the order, you know, of uh, out of the playoffs. So who has the best chance? They don't go through all the permutations of who has to win what. But we have in the AFC in the playoffs already: Buffalo, Kansas City and uh, Cincinnati, as we talked about. Jacksonville would be the four seed right now, but they still need to try to win their division, and they're, they're very close to it. Baltimore's in in the fifth seed or, or higher. You know, some of these teams can move up. The Chargers are sixth, and they're in. Miami is in for now. They're, they're seventh. 
The Patriots are ranked as eight because, again, they control their own destiny. Because by winning those games, they'd be four and two in the division, and they'd win a lot of tiebreakers that way. So that's it. But it's again a tall order. The Jets are nine, Tennessee ten, Pittsburgh eleven, the Raiders are twelve, and that's it for the AFC. In the okay, NFC, before you leave the AFC, okay. um, I heard now. <laughs> I understand that that this time of year you start hearing all kinds of things that aren't true when you start talking about playoffs and stuff. So I I can't swear to this, but I did hear that. This week's games for Jacksonville and Tennessee mean absolutely nothing. It all it, it comes down to the last week when they play each other. Whoever wins that game wins the division, and whatever happens this week means nothing. That makes well, sense. I, I heard the same yeah. thing, Rick. So it, yeah, it must be, that must be true. Yeah. 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 The only thing would be if Jacksonville were to win it. Uh, yeah, you know, I I don't know if they if Jacksonville were to lose and Tennessee were to win. Yeah, no, I, you're probably right. You're yes, probably right. I mean, they're but saying yeah. that no, you know, you know, whatever whatever team wins that game, if they're tied, they're going to have the tiebreakers. Yeah. Okay. NFC. We have so then you can be rest assured that'll likely be your Sunday night game. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, last week. Yeah. 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 So Philadelphia is the one seed right now. Minnesota two. San Francisco three. Tampa Bay four. They've been four forever, and it's amazing now that they are. But they are. Uh, Dallas five. The Giants are six. And now they're in a win and get in situation, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, they yeah, this week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington, seven. So those are the teams that would be in right now. Seattle is eight. Detroit is nine. Green Bay is 10. Carolina is 11. And New Orleans is 12. So there you go. And uh, so, and everybody's got their scenarios that they know, and and in their cities, and I, I love it when that happens. I mean, Patriots, it's not as much fun as it is. It usually is because people have been told that if they just win these two games, they get in, yeah. and so they, but they like it now. If if um, and, you know, if this one loses, I love it when it gets like that. But they're yeah. not doing that around here. Yeah. Okay, Brock. Well, the media, I got to tell you though, Chris, the media, they still love it because you know Tom Brady is is probably yeah. going to get in unless they lose. And now there's a chance a chance Aaron Rodgers gets in. Boy, they're, they're, yep. the media loves that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm leading our contest with 180 points. Rick with 169. <clears throat> Pierre with 166. Perry, 164. Robert, 160. Sean with 158. And David USF with 158. Alan Cleveland, 152. Jerry, 151. Jamal, 132. Laurie, 129. And Kingdale, 122. So there you go. That's what we got going. As we and so we're going to have. We'll explain to you when we get to the playoffs what we're doing in our contest. There'll be a lot more points on the table. So it's not over at all. All right. So there was a flip flop, and I'll tell you what it is when we get to it. Here for the they didn't do too much to this schedule because again it's a holiday and you can't really move things around too much. But Thursday the 29th, of course, the last Amazon Prime game is going to be Dallas at Tennessee, 8:15 p.m. So Tennessee doesn't need the game and. I don't know that Dallas needs a real a Dallas, lot. Dallas doesn't. It? Dallas has got five locked. They've got five locked up, so they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know. Anyway. I don't think you'll see. Like you won't see Henry playing because he got a little banged up anyway, and it doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. So for Sunday we have Arizona Atlanta 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, okay. Yeah, we got some games flipped around to different networks. Not that one. Chicago Detroit 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Denver at Kansas City 1 p.m. on CBS. Miami at the Patriots, 1 p.m. on CBS. Indianapolis at the Giants, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, New Orleans at Philadelphia, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay, 1 p.m. on Fox. Cleveland at Washington, 1 p.m. on Fox. That's a change there. Pittsburgh at Baltimore will be moved to the Sunday night game. And I don't know how they figured 
this game would be the one they'd want to move in particular. Pittsburgh's so on the edge of everything, but I guess they just decided it's good old Pittsburgh Baltimore rock and rock them. I guess. Yeah, you know, I was, yeah. I was thinking the same thing, but I, I went through the games and I don't really see a great one to move there. But, I mean, the best game of the no. season this week is going to be Monday night. Yes, it is. Hmm. Maybe you could have moved the Patriots game. Because of Miami, you know, they yeah, maybe have a better yeah. chance. But yeah. I don't know. But uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore now. Are they saying Jackson Jackson's going to be back? Still saying there's a chance, but that's what they were saying last yeah. week. They were <clears throat> okay. That and that's uh, that was that was uh, that's going to be eight twenty on NBC. Then we have Jacksonville at Houston one p.m. on CBS. Uh, we continue with um, San Francisco at Las Vegas four or five p.m. on Fox. Then we have the Jets at Seattle, 4.05 p.m. on Fox. So they got the Giants early and the Jets late uh, on CBS and Fox, respectively. Minnesota Green Bay, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. Well, it used to be on CBS in the old days, but not, you wouldn't expect it now. We have the, and the Rams at the Chargers is now uh, going to be a 4.25, uh, game, 4.25 p.m. game on uh, CBS. And then we already talked about the Monday night game, which is going to be Buffalo at Cincinnati, 8.30 p.m. on ESPN and ABC. Because of the Rose Bowl, they want to make sure that the game gets seen right off the bat. So they're starting it a little late, A, and B, they're going to put it on both ESPN and ABC. Well, it would have been anyway because I think part of the deal is the first game and last game um, for Monday night of the year are supposed to be on both networks as part of the deal. So even if it wasn't New Year's, you know, January 2nd, conflicting with the Rose Bowl and all that, it, it would have still been that way. Right. And, uh, you know, so they've got that. And uh, we don't know any times for anything for next week. They're all to be determined, even games that should obviously be at 4 o'clock. You know, they haven't even said they're not going to be any time. So they can move things to Saturday. So next week we'll – I won't be reading this Braille schedule. I will have written it up because this say by Monday morning – I think they'll have it all in there, and we'll be. Oh yeah, it'll all be. It'll yeah. be yeah. Yeah. And, so, and anyway. just for just for knowledge, on next week there will be a doubleheader of games for ESPN ABC on Saturday, and then likely we think that the Titans Jacksonville game will be Sunday night. We would, I would be surprised right. if it weren't. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the big news off the field in the NFL, other than the firing of uh, Hackett, was YouTube TV with a $14 billion deal for seven years for Sunday ticket. Uh, The red zone, of course, has hurt Sunday ticket, so it's not the big uh, prize that it used to be. Uh, It doesn't include NFL or uh, red zone channel. And DirecTV will pay uh, 1.5 billion. Was paying 1.5 billion a year and losing 500 million a year each year uh, for the last oh. few years, and will be an add-on to the YouTube uh, thing or or a standalone. You can do it uh, if you have YouTube ser- yeah. YouTube service or get it as a standalone. And and DirecTV had the tickets Sunday tickets since 1994, and YouTube deal uh, doesn't include commercial rights, but they'll work that out uh, later on. And the NFL will be. Uh, negotiating that and I guess Robert found an article where it said that they expect that people with the cheapest package probably the one if you're in YouTube would be $300 a year and the one probably for the standalone would be $400 a year which that's the cheap the $300 uh, my wife's stepdad has it and that's what it's about now it's about 300 a year yeah okay and uh, then we had a problem with Miles Austin, uh, the wide receivers coach for the uh, Jets. He was uh, caught gambling on other sports. He's a former Cowboys wide receiver, one year for, year suspension for gambling, and uh, and uh, he's uh, appealing the suspension. So I don't know whether he's active now or not coaching. But anyway, that's story on him. And and it was other sports, as I say. Uh, Mason Crosby is now the most played games for the Packers. Favre uh, was at 255, Crosby 256, 
and Rock, uh, Rogers is third. So uh, that's amazing. Amazing. And uh, as I said, they, they made the kids watch this horror show uh, with the Rams and Denver the other night on Nickelodeon. And it was uh, it was uh, Noah Eagle, uh, Rick's friend, uh, did the play-by-play, yeah. and uh, Nate Burleson. And uh, then they had some of the Nick stars on the sidelines and doing analysis and this and that. So I guess. Yeah, the first, first, first regular season game that they've done this. Remember, the last two that they did were playoff games. Right. right. And we need to, of course, talk about the sudden death on Wednesday of Franco Harris. He was born uh, March 7th of 1950, and he died, of course, uh, the 21st of uh, December this year. He was 72 years old, no cause of death given. Uh, you know, uh, he was uh, Penn State, the 13th pick in the 72 draft. Boy, can you, the other 12 GMs are probably looking around, uh, whoever, you know, uh, didn't pick him. Got to be trying to explain, Upton Bell and others, got to explain that to people. Uh, yeah. So he played from 72 through 83 for uh, the Steelers and Seattle, eight games in 84. 12,120 rushing yards, 91 rushing touchdowns, and receiving 2,287 uh, receiving yards and nine touchdowns. In 19 playoff games, 1,556 yards. That's pretty good in the playoffs. And 16 receiving, and, and uh, wait a minute, 19 and 16, and then receiving yards in the playoffs, 504 and one receiving touchdown. And we know when that was. That was the immaculate reception. So, and that, of course, was the 50th anniversary, and everybody was in Pittsburgh. Uh, all had come for the, for the celebration of Franco Harris. He was going to be, and I guess was, the third Steelers number to be retired. And, uh, of course, he won Super Bowls 9 and 10 and 13 and 14, and he was the MVP in Super Bowl 9. And he was the Rookie of the Year in 72 and the Man of the Year in 76. And then the, he's in the Steelers Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame 1990. And, uh, as I said, 32 is about to re retire, be retired. And then so the, the game on uh, December 23rd, 1972, Pittsburgh beat Oakland 13-7 to on that play. And the big question had it been uh, was whether it was touched by Frenchie Fuqua because – in those days, with the rules, it was deflected or anything by a, another offensive player. The, the ball what was a dead rick, or it just was incomplete. If if an, if an offensive player touched it, the only other off, the only offensive player that could catch it is that player. You know, it's bounced up and he caught it. That's fine, but no other right. offensive player could could catch it. Right. So there was a long delay. And I think the referee, if I remember the name, they didn't have it in the stories. I thought it was, I think, Fred Swearington. And he had to go to a phone. This is before replay. That is correct. To to that is correct, Chris, with that name. Yeah. And he, he had to go to the phone and call New York. And they, of course, didn't have the technology in place any more than anybody else did. But I think the, uh, the general wisdom was if they wanted to get out of there alive, they might want to call it a completion. And, uh, of course, uh, Kurt Gowdy, when he calls it, sort of says it was, uh, deflected by Tatum. So, Rick, you've seen the play a bunch of times, and maybe Robert has. So, does it look like Fuqua touched it and Tatum both ended up touching the ball? Well, you know, you, you go back to this thing with the Patriots game last week and cameras. There was no good camera angle of that. You can't tell at all. It's, it's brutal. And, you know, and I, I, you know, I, you're talking about calling New York there or something. I've heard that, that Al Davis and, and Madden, you know, said, for, said well, Davis is still saying, well, no, they're both dead. But <laughs> they said to their death, yeah. they, they said to their death that they could never get if the referee, if it was Sherrington, to tell them who he called. Yeah. I called Pete Roselle. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, yeah there was no, no oh, chain of anybody, command. Yeah, there was no chain if of command like really now, you know, you hear... Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was just saying, there was no chain of command. They they just figured 
back in those days, you call it on the field, it is what it is, and, you know, it's, 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 it's now, Robert, as a Raider fan, uh, what was the attitude of, over the years, even if you were kind of young at that time, that you heard about it, you know, the you know, Ben Dreif and uh, the tuck roll and everything else in Raider lore. What was the attitude of Raider fans? Did they basically uh, think that they got ripped off? Oh, yeah. They, they thought they got robbed. They call it the immaculate inception, and Raider fans do. Because, uh, uh, oh, they just made it up. As far as seeing the play, it definitely hit off of Jack Hatem. Uh, every time I've seen it, that's the way it looked to sure. me. Uh, looked like Fuqua, right. he, he, he didn't even... Uh, get close to it. What it did is it bounced off a Tatum shoulder pad. That's why it deflects back so far. And Franco had to catch it just before it hit the ground. Yeah, and after the game, they weren't even sure that, that Franco hadn't trapped it. But I guess a, a, another film came out like a day or two later. I don't know who had it. And they you know, and, and you hear people talk about this, and they say, this you know, this film does kind of show that he did catch it. But they said that they went over that film like they did the Zabruda film. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> and, uh, Chris, I was only eight years old when this yep, thing I know. happened. You know, it's yep. like, well, yeah. And, you know, ironically, though, about the same time that we were doing Sports Lounge last week, the day before Franco Harris died, he was doing the media run, the media tour, talking about what was going to happen on Saturday, you know, retiring his number in the fifth year anniversary. He was on Mad Dog Radio about the same, same time we were on here. And then, you know, yeah, few hours, a few hours later, he died. Yeah. That's yeah. the last interview he now, gave, and he, he ended up dying in his sleep. Go ahead, right. sir. Now, yeah. if you really want to hear a good uh, Terry Bradshaw interview, which is really complimentary of Franco, he was on with uh, Bob Papa and Charlie Weiss on airing it out. Mm-hmm. So if you have the podcast, you know, with your Sirius XM, uh, just ask for airing it out, and you just have to go back uh, and find the episode. But he was on last week with them, and he said, you know, he said Franco wasn't even supposed to be near that ball. And he said, I asked him, how'd you catch the ball? And he said, well, at Penn State, I was always taught go to the ball. So he said, I went to the ball. There you go. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing though. That was the first dealer a playoff game in history, and uh, they had the year before. I asked them to say they were they were eleven and three that year. They were six and eight the year before, but they were building, and we knew that they were coming. They, they had Bradshaw, but when they got Harris, that put them. You know, we talk about people putting people over the top. We talked about Paul Silas, talked about Denny Doyle, talked about different people that you just need that extra push and in a certain spot on the team or a certain position. And he was the guy because they had no, they, they had a pretty, I mean, Frenchie Fuqua was out there and the, he wasn't a great player. They didn't have Stallworth yet. They didn't have Swan yet. You know, they started to still pick up great players. They had defense. The defense was, I think, me and Joe Greenland, Lambert, Ham were maybe there. But they didn't have the, the offense side of it. And they got that with Harris. He was their big guy. And uh, Franco's Italian army boy. They, you know, because he was half black and half Italian, if I understand it. And, uh, you know, so they, they loved him in Pittsburgh, boy. He, you know, Talk about there were on Mount Rushmore with Roberto and uh, Franco Harris. You know that would be that would be uh, two of their people. That is for sure. So, you funny. You're talking you about. You talk about you, go ahead. I was just going to say you were talking about being half black and half Italian, Chris. If you go back to the sports huddle, that you know, you had all kinds of sticks, and one of the, one of Eddie Edelman's stick was that he was Irish. He was Frank O. Harris. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember but, that. And you know, I, I've listened to enough Penn State games over the years, and boy, you you'll hear Jack Ham really. He he talks very you know very highly of uh, uh, Franco and how what a great guy he was. Yeah, and all yeah. that. So. Uh. So, any other NFL notes before we do our fearless college football prediction? 
No, I'd like to delay it, but I can't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'll I guess I'll start out. We'll do it in the order we normally do. And the first game is Michigan and TCU, and I think it's going to be a good game. I think Michigan's going to win it, thirty-four uh, twenty-seven. They both played some close games down the stretch, uh-huh. and I, I just think that just that score popped into my head. But I don't think the second game is going to be that close. I think Georgia's going to be at Ohio State like twenty-seven to ten. You'll shut them down. All right, so Rick. College football to me is like hockey to Pierre. Um, <laughs> I'll take Georgia, and um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Michigan again. Okay. I will take what Michigan think, and Georgia. Okay. Michigan, Georgia. Bill. I think Bill. Oh, I'm right Bill, here. Bill. There, go ahead, Bill. Did you say something I didn't? Yeah. Who, wh- yeah, who you, are you picking for the college? Who are you picking the in the games on Saturday with Michigan uh, and T- uh, TCU and Georgia and Ohio State? Oh, I'm going to pick Ohio State. I'm going to pick TCU, and I'm going to pick Georgia. <laughs> Nothing like doing with the favorite. Good, good plan. Good yeah. Plan. But, well, you're in Vegas, for, they would... but, Bill, you're calling for an upset that Ohio State will win. Gonna, yes. oh, how's this going to be Georgia? Wow. Robert. Okay. Robert? We'll see. Oh. Okay, Sean. Robert. All right. Well, I'm going to go with – I think TCU is going to beat Michigan. Now, I wonder who's going to show up in the first half because neither one of these teams play in the first half very well. That's so who's gonna be, Is it going to be a first half? <laughs> you know? And then Start I half. do think Georgia – uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna start at halftime, but I think I think TCU beat them, but I do think Georgia will handle Ohio State. Now, here's the interesting uh, stat: Stetson Bennett, 25 years old, same age as Lamar Jackson. So, and Jackson was what fourth year in the league. <laughs> wow, it's gonna be TCU and Georgia. So. All right, why don't we give Robert another chance if he wants to pick these games? I wonder if Robert's eating. So well, he might be doing okay. something. Well, he got something at the we'll, house. Anyway, okay. We'll, well, his pick, and he'll tell us later he would have been right. Okay. Uh, any <laughs> other college notes that anybody has that they really want to talk about before we go to baseball? You know what? Okay. I, I do want to. I do want to. Ro- hold on, Robert. We'll get, oh, we'll oh, get okay, you Robert. We'll get you. Go ahead, Robert. Robert. But uh, go ahead, Robert. Uh, oh, uh, I'm going to take uh, Georgia and Ohio State. Okay. Wait, no, they're playing they're each playing other. other. They're I mean, playing I mean, each uh, other. Uh, Georgia, I'm sorry, Georgia and uh, Michigan. Well, you I may, okay. you you may end up. Uh, we may figure out that Rick number five on the panel in college <laughs> football, Robert. You might be six at this point. Chris, I knew what I meant to say, but I said <laughs> anyway. Okay, Barry, okay. go ahead. The you know we always hear about the players sitting out in the bowl games and that is what it is you know so people have their views on that I I personally don't like it because you know what if you're being paid with NIL and, and all that you should be playing in the games however you know it is what it is but Iowa's seniors who are going to be drafted into the NFL. Um, all of them are playing. The only ones that are for the Hawkeyes yeah. that are not playing, and I mean they've had a down year, but the only ones that are not playing are the you know the ones who are hurt or in the portal. So, yeah. kudos to them at least for playing. Yeah. I mean a, a lot of players don't. Yeah. yeah, I wish I wish they would play, but I also look at it like you know what? Hey, you don't want to play? Go on with your career. Like you know, like Texas, they're saying with Bijan Robinson, then give, the, gave- then give the money back. He well, he they didn't take they didn't get the money from the school. They didn't get the money from the school. Like Bijan Robinson, you know, they're celebrating it that he did a lot. He's going on these but I look at it if I'm if I'm at school, I'm using this if it's not a playoff game, I'm using this as 
kind of a look ahead to next year, kind of a oh, yeah. trade. We they get do. 15. So if they're not going to play, then I say, you know what? Hey, I'm going to already implement most of what I'm going to go with next year. See, see who I have for next year's team so that I can improve. Use this as an extra spring practice. I well, you know, the South Alabama announcers today. I wonder if down the the road we're just going to see and it it won't be right away but i wonder if you may just see the playoffs and a lot of these bowls just not happen because the hawkeye fan are not even going to to nashville at all as long as espn is paying the money because basically they don't care if there's five thousand fans or fifty thousand fans in the stadium espn doesn't they know these are made for tv events because what would they be doing if they didn't they would be doing year-end review specials but the bowls are yeah, yeah, the Bulls because, care because but, I'm tell I'm telling you, we know the Bulls care because that otherwise there have been a lot of occasions Iowa would not have gone, and I I only use it because that's what I know Iowa would not have gone to a lot of the bowls that they have, but the Bulls will tell you we want them because they travel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But not this year. <laughs> not this year. No. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's because they had kind of a dismal offensive season and there's no like you know people a lot of times go by offense and they maybe do. they just don't think that they you know oh we want to go see this quarterback or this running back or this wide receiver and they don't have anybody well, that they really want to see. The, the thing is you it's they had a dismal offensive year. Petrus, mm-hmm. the quarterback who played all year, is hurt. Padilla, who was his backup, is in the portal. So they're starting a quarterback that I had never heard of until he was named the quarterback the other day. And McNamara, who they got from Michigan, obviously can't play until next year. So I think a lot of it is, you know, I'll just save my money. And if the basketball tournament makes the NCAA, I'll go on that trip. Well, we're going to have the 12 playoff teams for now. And you wonder if some of the bowls that have a little more tradition, you know, the Sun, the the, uh, Music City, some of those bowls are going to try to lobby when the playoffs expand, because they will. Uh, when the playoffs expand in five years or so, and you're going to see uh, four or five of those bowls try to get into I the think mix. That, I think that actually, that's a very good possibility. But at first it won't. At first it will not because it's going to be at the uh, five through eight home Correct. stadium yeah, at first. Yeah. But eventually right. that but could. Down, but down, down, the, but down the road could. it Down the road it could. Yeah, yeah. 16, yeah. 24. You know, we're going to go there. We're, we're eventually going yeah. to 16 to 24. I don't care what Charlie Baker says. They're not going to listen to him anyway. So, you know, you keep – hearing even with the basketball tournament i mean you keep hearing they're at 68 now there's a, oh, a lot of people around the country oh we need to get to 128 so you know what if there's enough team money one, it'll happen team 129 would be complaining then that's you right know, whatever yeah. did you know that jeopardy last night had a whole category on the alamo bowl Yes, they really? did. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a yeah, that was a category because it's a third. This is the thirtieth Alamo Bowl because the Alamo Dome opened in uh, nineteen ninety three. It opened early. It opened the ninety late night. Yeah, so it'll the ninety three Alamo Bowl was the first one. So that's why. Yeah. Oh wow! The okay. bowls should start went, to get better though because we're starting. Yeah. Oh, we're going to yeah. start to get teams that are more you know no, evenly yeah. matched. Yeah. So yeah. Which, uh, what do we got better. tonight? Oregon State and Wisconsin is it or? Oklahoma State and Wisconsin. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma Wisconsin. State yeah. Wisconsin. By the right, way, so that's a, oh, the Oregon State, Chris, that reminds me, we should probably mention, and I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize <laughs> to this guy and his family, but Clemson quarterback DJ Ang- Angalele or something like that yeah. Yeah. is going to Oregon yeah. State. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the ACC announcers are cheering. Okay. So <laughs> I would be cheering um, if I had to say that name. <laughs> and any more uh, college before we move no, into baseball? I think that's it. I think oh, that's it. All, all right. Into baseball. All right. The Mets ended up signing Carlos Correa for uh, 12 years at $315 million. 
and pending the physical. Now, this was, I don't know exactly where we were when we were doing the show, but it turned we out. We had just we, said that the, the, 40, the, 40, the Giants had postponed the press conference. That's all we had but said. But I don't yeah. think we knew the other part of the story, which was that the Giant Correct. fans were having a big pushback because they didn't want one of those cheating Astros on their team. And yeah. so even though it was six years ago and they didn't even beat the Giants and they were in another league and uh, they beat the Dodgers, which is supposed to be a good thing for Giants fans, they were being all up, up in arms about this. So between the two, I think the physical issue and the fact that the Giant fans were, were not happy. And I'm amazed. Now, I understand. We got Cora, and they, we won a World Series with them. And then, but the Red Sox lost in 17 to Houston. And yeah. nobody ever really got into it that much. I mean, by the time it started to come out really clearly, of course, Cora was here. So I, I get that. But, I mean, I just don't understand. Now, in the meantime, I'm not hearing Mets fans. And we have one Mets fan who's always talking about everybody cheating. He doesn't seem to mind that they are going to get Correa if, he, if he's healthy. So, um, you know, I think it's really funny how the different cities are looking at this Astros thing well, as okay, long well, ago as it I was. Suppose, I suppose, Chris, let's go ahead. Let's do the injury stuff, too, because that is that's a, a bigger right. part of it than I think we thought. Yeah. Uh, the Giants had become concerned, and Dick, I see you. We'll get to you in just a minute here. The Giants had become concerned about Correa, and as we later learned why they were concerned, because Steve Cohen, of course, stepped in, and you know, once they were out, he gave it 12 and 315 and didn't really care and this and this until he had to do a physical. And then I heard an interview with Dan Hayes of The Athletic, covers the Twins. Correa had, a play, had an injury in 2014 to his leg, and his leg has a plate in it, and the teams apparently are concerned that that plate, you know, it may not totally hold for a 12- or 13-year contract. So what, is, what the current situation is, is the Mets and Scott Boris, his agent, are negotiating to see if they can get wording put in there that if something happens, you know, that it may help the Mets a little bit. I don't know, don't know how that's going to work, but we will we'll continue to... Yeah, I think it. that's what will happen. I think the Mets will, will end up doing it in some modified form. You know, and that's Scott Burrow said he knew nothing about an injury. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't want to know. Wonder how, wonder how Scott <laughs> Boris knew nothing about it, and, and Dan Hayes yeah. said, and Dan Hayes said the guy that told him that there's a plate in his leg was Carlos yeah. Correa. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we go to Dick? Yeah, we can do that. We can go to Dick yeah. now. So, Dick, uh, hopefully you had a good Christmas and welcome aboard. You should already have been unmuted, Dick. So. If you hit a button, go ahead. Rehit it, come back. And come back. Come back. Now Dick is muted. Okay. Okay. Well, go ahead, Dick. We'll come back in a minute. Okay, so um, anyway, why don't we uh, just go with the next item, and then when Dick comes. So the total, David USF saw a story about the Mets, and in the free agency so far, they have spent, if the Korea deal stays, $806.1 million is outlaid this year, you know, over the multi-year contract. So that, that's ama amazing. Uh, so I don't know who's going to match that kind of spending. Nope, nobody really. Uh, the Mets traded uh, James McCann uh, to Baltimore for a player to be named later, and we'll split the catching times with Adley Rushman, uh, their young catcher, and uh, BDH also. Um, Cincinnati designated for assignment assignment uh, Mike Mustakas, the Moose. Uh, they owed him twenty two million, and so they got rid of him. And they and will they still. And they still. By the way, little Chris, they still owe him twenty two million. Okay. <laughs> so right. no matter what you you can designate him for assignment, but in baseball, remember if you sign a contract, it's one hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah. I think Dick right. is. I think Dick is back now. Dick, are you with us now? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me? There you go. Hey, okay. Dick, there there you go. Well, I want to give my condolences to Bill. Oh, my God. Lose McGee to Minnesota, and then they were terrible last night. 
They I'm were. Sorry being... But they still have one more victory than your Bears. Well, this is true, but we knew, that, <laughs> we knew they weren't going to be any good. Yeah. Like, you guys got Ryan. Well, you were going to go to the Super Bowl. Ah. No, Ryan um, was over the hill. Why do you thing, think Atlanta let him I think a lot of us picked him to the playoffs, though. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and you know what? I, I talk about these college bowls. My God. But I always thought the Iowa fans traveled well. That's why they were chosen. They do. The that, that, that's, that's correct, Nick. But this year, they're not traveling. They don't want to go to Nashville. It was cold in Chicago. Uh, you know, my, my father was a season ticket holder, and uh, they won the championship in 63. Somebody, where on the world is that guy? Where is that from? That's not me. I didn't know you could play, Dick. This is impressive, Dick. Anyway. I want to tell you about my... Yeah, go ahead. Actually, your story could probably use some background music, so just go with it, Dick. Oh, it's a sad story, yes. Okay, well, okay. So then there was the Bears game championship game in 63. Yeah. like about five above that day. My father was a ticket holder. He was out there. My brother and his friends bought standing room only tickets. And it was cold. I was sitting in my bedroom. It was nice and warm. And home was listening to the radio. And oh, I was so happy. I wasn't out there. And my brother to this day, he was telling me, oh, it was so cold. <laughs> well, I was, uh, yeah. Rick and I were both Billy Wade. Uh, yeah. And we remember that game. <laughs> you know, uh, Del Schaffner uh, dropped a touchdown pass. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Well, how many interceptions did Tittle throw? About three or four interceptions. <laughs> Well, he got hurt during the game. I think yeah. I don't know if he, was, he, he wasn't really healthy because they had taken him out and they brought him. I back. don't know where. I don't know where this is. I'm just going through guys and hitting. Oh, mute. So, so if I mute, nope. if I mute you and, and you know you're trying to just come back, just unmute yourself because we're, we're just. I'm just trying to figure it out. This is weird. Okay. You guys talking about baseball? You guys talking about the Angels? Yeah, it's kind of like old music. Yeah. Well, I will... Uh, Welcome to a sports yeah, music show. Yeah. I'll listen, but I will... Uh, I, it's I'm a new format. Hey, stop. All right. There we go. Well, and thank you, Dick, for the guitar yeah. solo and happy new year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it with a uh, musical accompaniment there, Dick. <laughs> Bring your tuba next week. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. hear it. Okay, we'll have a halftime show here. All right. Uh, Kurt Casali signed as a catcher one year and, and player option for year two. And then uh, the Cubs, uh, the same with Tucker Barnhart, also a catcher, one year, and then the option, player option for two. Uh, Trevor Bauer is coming back in some way or another, reduced his suspension from 324 games to 194 games, so can come back sort of like time served. And uh, will uh, will the Dodgers keep him? That's uh, you know, and this was done by the arbitrator, so uh, you know it's kind of one of those things, and, and Chris, people just don't know Dodgers, what's going to happen to him. Go ahead. Chris, the Dodgers have till January 6th to decide whether to release him or activate him. So, and they also docked his pay for the first 50 uh, games. Correct. So right. he, he would be a, a discount for a, you know he's 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 going to uh, lose a lot of money on that. Uh, but he will uh, he get uh, 22 million in 23, so he's going to lose about a third of that. You yeah. know. Oh no, I'm sorry. He could get 22 million uh, in 23 after losing the third. Okay. And most and most people think that the Dodgers will indeed cut him. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. And watch okay. Steve Cohen pick him up. Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, San Francisco, don't say the Giants aren't doing anything. They signed uh, Michael Conforto uh, for two years for $36 million, has an opt-out after this year, this coming year. And Arizona traded uh, Dalton Avarcho, a, a catcher, uh, for uh, an outfielder to Toronto for a catcher named Marino and infielder Lourdes Gurriel, who's, I think, a pretty good hitter, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And they like the versatility, great. though, of Avarcho is the reason they went for him. That's mm-hmm. correct. And Craig Kimbrell signed uh, with Philadelphia uh, for one year uh, for $10 million. And uh, Rich Hill signed today with the Pirates. I didn't, we didn't get uh, financial terms on that, but uh, eight, he did. Eight million. One year and eight, eight million. million. Okay. And uh, he's a good guy in the clubhouse, and maybe he'll help the younger players until they send him off somewhere to a contender who needs a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> and so, anyway, for a marginal prospect, because the guy's like 40 years old, so you're not going to get money. 42. 42. 42, yeah, okay. 42, yeah. All right. And uh, and now we need to talk a little bit about Tom Browning, who we lost last week. Just uh, We just heard about the beginning of the show. We didn't have any information yet. He was 62 years old, born. Uh, he came up with the uh, Reds on September 9th of 84, and he pitched uh, in the majors till May 19th of 95. We went to Kansas City uh, the last year. 123 and 90 was his career record, uh, 3.94 ERA, and exactly 1,000 strikeouts. Uh, Cincinnati from 84 to 94, and then two games for the Royals in 95. He was an all-star in 91 and won the World Series when the uh, Reds uh, swept uh, the A's in 1990. And then uh, perfect game, 9-16-88 and over the Dodgers, and he's in the Reds Hall of Fame and died uh, on the 19th, uh, the night before our show, and then last Monday, a week ago Monday, yep. and uh, no foul play is suspected. So he was living in the Cincinnati area in uh, northern Kentucky there, and it was always involved with uh, red activities and you know community uh, things. He was a, a real red. He really stuck with the team uh, right through, and you know considered himself a lifelong red. So there you now, go. Now, Bill, of course, you're our Reds fan. What, what, what are your big memories of Tom Brown? Of course, a perfect game. Nobody's going to forget that one. It was a gloomy, rainy night, and the game had been delayed a couple hours, and it was on a Tuesday night. So that's Actually, one of my memories. Night. And he was just consistent. Pitched yeah. a long time, broke his arm in Kansas City, actually on the mound. So that's when oh, he retired. Um, he never could come back. After that, good friend of Barry Larkin, Marty Brenneman, was on Fred's line last week talking about him. And he said Marty had been crying all afternoon. So they were good friends. Yeah. And he was real good friends with Joe Nuxall, too. So yeah. that's it. Well, that's, uh, again, you know, we do have, sometimes we, we want to put in these local ones that aren't really the national national ones, but uh, they meant a lot to us, our different teams, that's for sure. So any more baseball before we go on to quick basketball and hockey? Nope, I think that's it. Okay, we have Hall of Fame nominees for the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there are 227 players eligible, and the most pro- uh, nominated, actually, I'm sorry, and the most prominent nominees are Dirk Nowitzki, uh, <clears throat> Dwayne Wade, Paul Gasol, uh, and uh, and Tony Parker, and they're the first timers from the NBA. And Chauncey Billups is being uh, considered again. He didn't make it the first time, but we'll see what happens. And uh, this is the Hall of Fame in Springfield here, Springfield, Massachusetts. Ceremonies have been moved up. They used to be around Labor Day, week after Labor Day. They're moved up to August 12th, so they're sort of in that Hall of Fame uh, time we have. We go from the baseball to the football, now to Springfield for the basketball. So that's kind of cool. And, and remember, Papa, this includes. This includes all 
all basketball, not college, pro, international, high school, women's, everything. It's not yep. just one. Yep. And Greg Popovich uh, has been uh, nominated, and Becky, Lam- uh, Becky Hammond as a player. So uh, okay. she's been nominated as a player. So we'll see what they right. what they end up doing when they uh, when they announce that. I don't know when that announcement will be coming up. So uh, and, I think uh, around All Star Weekend or or actually or is it no is it uh, no Final Four it, Weekend so. Final Four Weekend they do yeah they do it between okay. they do it between the games of the Final Four or right around that time yeah that's right mm-hmm. that's right yeah okay so um, anyway. And uh, any other uh, basketball things? It looks like the East has kind of settled. The Nets are playing well. The, yeah. It's the top five are, are pretty good. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll talk more about that when we get past the football season. But, you know, Celtics, Bucks, Cleveland, the Nets, and Philadelphia seem to have kind of separated themselves well, in the East. Well, Curry's expected to miss at least two more weeks. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in the West, uh, what's going on? New, see, I keep hearing about new leaders in the West all the time, like New Orleans well, and different right, teams right like now, that. No, right now, Denver is number one. New Orleans is number two. Phoenix is number three. Memphis is number four. It's, it's, uh, yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, go ahead. It's okay. a battle, then. There's, there's and, Spurs uh, are not doing, they're not doing their good job of tanking, though. They need to tank. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sacramento's up there. So the West, is, uh, the West is definitely more competitive this year than it has been uh, in the past. But it just seems yeah. to me, and uh, without you know really knowing that it seems like the eastern the east is kind of you know at least the equal of the west now is not a little better because when you talk yeah. about some of the talent in the east with the you know the nets so, you know these five teams uh, that that's going to be tough you know yeah and but anything can happen in a short world, series as so, we know, you know so. yeah okay so finally robert uh gordy house family got to see i guess uh, the two goals from ovechkin on last friday so now yep. he's uh, number two in scoring Number two in scoring, 802, 92 away from tying the record, 93 away from breaking it. And Wayne Gretzky, of course, is on TNT every week. And he's openly said, well, gee, I, I guess I did score enough goals because <laughs> he said he said it's guaranteed that Alex is going to blow past him. He said Alex is going to be the first hockey player in the NHL to score at least 1,000 goals. And Alex has three more years on his contract after this year. So, uh, And Wayne says he shows no signs of uh, slowing down at all. And he's 37 years old, so. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Hey, Gord, if you didn't know, like Gordy Howell, he can play till he's, I don't know how old Gordy Howell is. Uh, Gordy played play till he's 52, Kurt. Yeah, well, yeah. some of that was in the WHA, and they weren't as good. But Yeah, the arrows. Yeah. yeah. Played with the Sons right. with the arrow, with the Houston Arrows. Yeah. Jared Tripiano uh, called those games, yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Yep. He did. So, All yeah, right. that's it. And uh, for those that root for Buffalo, you have more cancellations. Sabres had canceled their game in Columbus tonight because they couldn't get out of Buffalo. So Buffalo is going to have a back-loaded schedule with making up canceled games because of all this weather they've been experiencing. Yeah, apparently people were complaining, uh, you know, around the Buffalo area that they, they were able to get the Bills back into Buffalo. Uh, but, hey, you know, they, they do things uh, for their teams. You know, we had a situation, like I was mentioning on the show yesterday, with the Bruins during the blizzard of seven. They flew the Bruins. Made, I don't know. They went up to New Hampshire, flew out of the air base up there or something to fly them to Detroit so people would have something to watch on television. You know, this is before you had a thousand channels to watch, so they wanted to well, give people pa- something to do. Apparently, the city of Buffalo can do it for the Bills, but they're not willing to do it for the Sabres. I don't. I don't know, Chris. Well, whatever. I guess maybe because there's more games or whatever. But uh, anyway, okay. Any other uh, notes on any sports? Are we ready to wrap it up for the year? Hit it, Sean. I think we can wrap it up. Take it home. All right, folks. Well, 
Uh, thank you all for tuning in this week. I hope you all have a good new year. Uh, be thinking. Be thinking about this for next week. Some of your biggest stories of the year, maybe three to you know three or four of your biggest stories, you know, come with them next week. Uh, we will be back on January 3rd, 2023. If you want to listen to this again at any time, download the podcast, legendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher, or uh, tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or 773 572 3006 option number nine and next week when we come back we'll be going into the last week of the nfl season and we will have a national championship set in college football and who knows what else though come back think of those year in the big stories of the year and see you next week next year. year